but you had to pick a website that was the definitive source for the most popular baby names. What website do you think that is? I'm going to be really uncreative and say babynames.com. According to the tagline, it is the Social Security Administration of the United States of America. Really? So I'm going to... Yeah, that's so. Don't look it up because that defeats the purpose of this. Because I don't have any good show openers, so this link somebody sent me earlier today is going to have to suffice. So, if you can pick, there's no stakes here. But if you can pick one of the top ten baby names of each gender in 2021, and you should you should be up to speed on this because you you probably have play dates and stuff, so you know what the trends are. What do you think the popular names are right now? Because these are not these are not the same ones that were popular when we were young people, which is a very long time ago. Well, first of all, I, I've had two kids during a global pandemic, so there's there's far fewer playdates than than you'd think. Um, They're not all sharing Google calendars and <laughs> and doing stuff on Zoom. I assume they're like yeah. doing a, a team watch of. Uh, of Bluey and um, Peppa Pig on Zoom. Yeah, I, it, it won't be long before the the older new housemate uh, is probably figuring all that stuff out. She's she's dangerously close to figuring out the house voice assistant, uh, which is going to be going to be real interesting when that then when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just buying time. Wait, I've, I, 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 I am buying. I am God. buying time. Yeah, I, have, I really. So, like, I know. Well, so I know that names from like popular um tv and movie characters are surprisingly common but still buying time if 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 one of the top boy names isn't Saul then I I don't really know <laughs> get out no it would not be well no, but what I what I'm saying is like that's kind of the only tv show I've really watched so um that's not going to help me either I I really I don't I don't have any idea I'm sorry I'm going to continue to be boring here that, this is not helpful. <clears throat> okay, there are no no normal names here, mm-hmm. or not nor- normal. That that's um, traditional. Yeah, there are no classics here. So classics, me, yeah, yeah. Um, get there's, back into that. There's, thing. No, there's no there's no Carlos in there. Is what you're saying? Ugh. <laughs> uh, I we've we've covered that. I hate my name. Anyway, I that, that's that's the joke. Um, yeah, there are a lot of Olivias in the past decade. But yeah, the top 10 baby names of 2021, Olivia, Emma, Charlotte, Amelia. Yeah, I think there's also probably a lot of Sophia's too. But yeah, Liam is very much, that feels like much more of a of kind of a, a Mike Hurley uh, geographically centered name. But yeah, there's, oh no, hey, you, you uh, we'll, we'll keep it offline. But you, uh, number five, uh, one classic did make it. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. But yeah, but according to this, yeah, uh, when you're getting ready for baby, the Social Security Administration is the source for popular baby names. But the re- what originally uh, kicked this off, I'll send you the other link, is they have a statistical analysis for uh, changes in popularity. And apparently in 2020, a lot of people were naming their kid Jackson, and that has basically halved in popularity year over year. That... Hmm. Yeah, hmm. the 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 the, ma- the 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 declining popularity male names are there a lot. Hmm. Yeah, Corbin seems like a name for a kid that would watch a lot of Caillou. 
Just saying. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what? You know, you know what Caillou is, right? Oh, sorry. I, I actually I actually didn't even hear what you said, if I'm being totally honest. I'm just, I'm, I'm caught in this list of names, and there's just, it's a lot here. Which gender? Both. Yeah, who's naming their kid Justice? There's just a, it's a lot of, um... Weird spellings? Un, yeah, unusual spellings of otherwise traditional names. Har- Harmony, H-A-R-M-O-N-I. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like people shy away from naming their child anything that does sound like Alexa. And right well, below Harmony, you have Alexia. Like, well, the, like the frozen potatoes. And, and the, the actual Amazon voice assistant name is, is further up on the, on the girls list. Oh, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like number... Well, yeah. So maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe Amazon actually should reconsider um, how successful the product is. Because yeah, that people are are choosing to not name their kid that specifically because of the amount of home assistants that are getting sold. Anyway, on on the boy side, Brecken, B R E C K E N. Isn't that the name of a ski resort in Colorado? Could could be, yeah. Matthew um, with one T. The other upsetting thing, I, I don't know if this is just something weird with my Google Chrome or something, but the so columns the, don't line up. Like the columns don't line up, which is which is very upsetting. Um. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not a not a bad uh, not a bad show opener for no. You know, saying that you didn't yeah. have anything. Huxley. That's that's a, that's actually not a bad name. No, that's mm. not that's not the worst one. Yeah, and then uh, we won't do this here, but people can go look, and they also break it down by state. Apparently, the name Camilla is much more popular in California than it is in Florida. Turns out, turns out, mm-hmm. can't can't quite put my finger on why. Yeah, not entirely sure either. Okay. Well, it's been three weeks. Uh, we took the holidays off, or as you said, it's the festive period, which is a it, reference that I don't entirely get. Yeah, it's the festive but... period. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, all the all the all the festive all the festive holidays that fall in this this three four week period. Merry Tim Cookmas. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully a lot of services revenue. Hopefully, they nudged a lot of people to sign up for Apple One. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the holidays weren't that fun. The, I mean, you you can have different opinions, but I feel like twenty twenty two was kind of kind of a, a, a had a real lousy second half. It was kind of just a a bit of a mess. Yeah, but yeah. The hol- the holidays just didn't seem that bright this year. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I see what you're saying. Um, you know, the having kids in the house changes the equation a little bit. You get to kind of live vicariously through them for the holidays. And, you know, the, the older new housemate, she, this was like the first year where she really, you know, got it. Like she was a little bit into it last year, but this year she was like super plugged into it, you know, woke up five thirty Christmas morning, wants to open the presents like that, that whole thing, which, which I is, gonna, I was gonna, I was going to ask what part of the holiday did she get? And you're like, yeah, let's, yeah, that I get toys or that I, that I, that I get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is, I mean, the reason for the season. <laughs> In, indeed. Um, she was also really into, so we showed her um, 
she watched uh, Rudolph this year. Like Last the old year. one? That, yeah, like the original one. Okay. Um, which turns out was um, remastered in 4K a few years ago. and was like 10 bucks on um, iTunes, which is pretty great. Um, which is actually, oh, that reminds me. That I, have, I have a little... Or did, did I already... I can't remember. Did I use this chef special last time we talked about um, just the kind of on-demand nature of being able to watch stuff now as opposed to like when we were kids and you have to like... I think we did talk about this. We had to like... I don't think we did. Okay. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll save it. Maybe it'll be a repeat. There's, there's no way to, no way to know. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, it, it, it's fun living vicariously through kids, um, for the holidays. Cause you're right. As a, as an adult, it doesn't, doesn't really have <laughs> the same, uh, same luster that it did when we were kids. Well, no, no. I mean, I mean, it, it, it does. It, it, it really does. I understand this year's stuck. <laughs> oh, well. No, the the, hol- the holiday is great. Every, like everything looks all pretty. People are like gift giving us fun. Like people are generally, I mean, slightly jollier or kinder. I don't know, but it's just this this uh, past year seemed very um, muted. And even as we th- allegedly are exiting the pandemic, I don't know. It feels like twenty twenty one just and other years have been more fun. Mm. No, no, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, we were off for a few weeks. We apologize for that. But um, yeah, new year back back on our bullshit. Yeah, new new year, new us. Not a new show though. Same show. Hopefully, you can't hear that. The wind is howling a lot outside, and it sounds like there's a ghost in my apartment. So hopefully, the noise cancellation is removing that. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping the same thing over here. So it is also torrentially pouring down rain the wind is pretty intense and on top of that just over my left shoulder is the little um side part of our house which which has the the sheds which of course mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about often and there's a little kind of like well looking thing it's, it's basically just a big like kind of hole in the ground that um all the the water on that side of the house kind of funnels into and then there's a there's a pipe that goes down into that which then a kind of a sump pump connects to and then what, you now? know a sump pump just a just like a little little pump that does what it just how, how do you spell this s u m p how as as a regular um visitor of home depot how have you never seen yeah, all I, the sump pumps yeah on a home <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what well, anyway so it it it's the little pump sits down in this little hole and you know it it pumps the water out through the the pipe that's that goes down in there once the water level reaches a certain height but um i've never been able to find quite the right connector from the pump to the pipe and so it it like it pumps water out but as it's doing so some of the water it's pumping out spills back in and so when it rains heavily like it is now, the pump sometimes gets kind of stuck in like a an infinite loop, if you will, where it's it's like pumping water out at the same rate that water's coming back in. So it's it's just constantly running. Um so what I'm saying is there's a there's kind of fairly noisy pump just outside the window here. I don't think listeners can hear it, but just providing that context. Not at all. 
Huh. So this has something to do with rain gutters. I'm still okay. Anyway. Oh, so so there's 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 two sump pumps um, here in the in the fretwell household. There's there's the one that's pumping the water kind of away from the side yard here, and then um, also when my when my pool gets too high, like when there's too much water in the pool, I, I use another sump pump to pump water out of the pool. So those those both pumps have been um, heavily used today. Got it. <clears throat> is there a way to make a sump pump smart? Oh, I'm sure there is. Is, 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 is there some uh, home kit enabled sump I, pump that somehow does something? I, I don't know. Actually, you would, actually that's a timely question because um, so the there's an out, outdoor outlet that the sump pump is, is connected to, and I, I have some of the Christmas lights um, connected to that same outlet as well. And I just noticed this evening that those Christmas lights um, were off. And my first thought is like, oh, well, it's probably something with the, the Wemo plug or, you know, I, I, uh, something happened to that maybe. But then I thought, oh, no, wait, maybe it's something to do with the um, sump pump. And sure enough, it turns out that because of the issue I just described a minute ago with the sump pump kind of running itself constantly, at, at some point today, it it tripped the GFI outlet that it's connected to. Um, mm-hmm. which I which I would have had no idea about had I not had Christmas lights also connected to that outlet. And sure enough, I, you know, reset the GFI outlet, pump came back on and water was already kind of accumulating over there. So that was kind of lucky. Hmm. And to everybody out there who already broke their dry January based off the drinking game of how many times Ryan said sump pump, um, there you go. Do do you participate in that? I mean I'm I'm currently drinking a beer, so I'm I'm not participating. Uh, we can talk about the offline online, but I actually, this is the first year that I am, uh, except with the the caveat, it's going to be, it's a dry, it's uh, a dry social January. Does that concept make sense? It's something I made up in my head. I thought, I thought you were going to go in the direction of like, it's dry, except for like when you're on a date or something. That's what I mean. Oh, or or that like you're, you're out doing stuff. Like basically like no drinking at home. No drinking at home. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I respect that. I'm giving that a try. I saw it in the Washington Post, and I was like, you know what? Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, let me let me know how that goes. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. So we're back, and it's time to talk about technology. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's kind of um, kind of a lot that happened since we last talked. I think. I mean, the Giants have an entirely new team. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's been a lot of weird stories uh, related to sports. Like, what, what did? Well, actually, can you explain one thing about sports to me, real quick? What did? Sure. G- G- what did Giannis do tonight? Uh, I I haven't really paid attention to what's been going on today. Been kind of a weather centric day. What did, What did he do today? He got a thirty twenty ten triple something. I don't know what that means. Triple double. Yeah, but what's a thirty twenty ten? I know what a triple double is. It'd be thirty points. 20 rebounds and 10 assists probably okay why Why is that notable it, that'd be very very um uncommon okay and apparently he's the first bucks player ever to get 200 points across five games Seems wow. pretty good yeah, yeah. no he's having a, a good season i haven't i haven't really been super plugged into the nba this year because my team sucks Oh, the athletic had a really good article. <laughs> had a very honest article about LeBron's talents being wasted on the Lakers, and it was it was quite funny. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, like, because uh, this is LeBron's last stop, right? 
Like he's not, he's never going to change teams again. He's just going to retire and be like an independent like business person. Like, cause he's like, he just, he, he just turned 38, um, like a few days ago, I think. End of December. Yeah. So he, he's done. Like he wouldn't make another team move cause he wouldn't move. Cause it, it seems kind of like a, like a, not uh, an A-lister type thing to do to just like end your career on like a one or two season stint, some random place. Yeah, well, and he's there. and he's very, you know, he's very kind of, you know, family first um, right now. I mean, that's really why he ended up with the the Lakers, and so it's hard to imagine he would just kind of walk away from that. So, yeah, I, I agree. This this is this is probably his last stop. Yeah, bound for him. On the plus side, I don't think he got himself roped into any crypto sponsorships, so he's <laughs> he's looking pretty good. Steph's PR people are being pretty pretty good about distancing him from the FTX thing, but God, was he was he one of the spokesmen too? He was very low key about it, but yes, he was. Unfortunately, I like how people are trying to sue Shaq for being involved in that too, which is pretty fun. <laughs> um, all right. So with that, uh, the Sunday ticket thing finally got resolved. Yeah. Um. It's not Apple. Um, so there's a there was a really good write up in the Athletic, which we'll put a link to in the notes. That I didn't really have any original reporting, or at least not, nothing new that I noticed. But it was a really good kind of compilation of some of the reporting that had been coming out over the the past few months. Um, you know, it really seemed like the core issue or at least one of the core issues um that that apple and the nfl weren't able to resolve was apple when they think about sports rights sort of wants to to get as much as they can basically like specifically like you know they want not just sort of you know the rights as maybe they currently exist with the current rights holder but they also want language in the contract that says like oh hey you know, if if there are new technologies that enable new experiences in the future, i.e., maybe like a AR VR headset sort of thing, you know, we want the right to be able to leverage this thing that we're buying um, in that new medium. And the NFL, I guess, has historically operated very much in the opposite way, which is structuring their contracts to say, you know, the rights that you're buying are spelled out here, and if it's not spelled out here, you don't get them. Um, and I, I don't remember if it's in this athletic article or if it was in something else that I read, but there was a good line that said something to the effect of, you know, both Apple and the NFL are used to getting what they want in contract negotiations. <laughs> um, and so when you bring two parties together who are used to getting what they want and they don't agree, you you get what happened here, which is, you know, the the a deal not being able to be made. Um and I don't know, I mean, maybe this is, you know, maybe this is all just kind of like retrospective thinking, hindsight is twenty twenty, whatever you want to call it. But it actually, like, the Sunday ticket actually really wasn't, like, it did never really made sense for Apple. Like, Apple's never really been in the business, and I don't think wants to be in the business of essentially just being like a rebroadcaster, which is really all the... NFL Sunday ticket is like when you boil it down, it's really just a way for fans who don't 
live in the city of their favorite team to be able to still see their favorite team play every week. Like that's, that's really like the primary thing it's used for. And I, I, I guess you do have some people who like truly want to try to basically watch every game, which is not, not something I totally understand. I mean, things like the red zone, which kind of just show you the best parts of every game, I think are a much better way to do that. Um, but in any case, like, you know, for Apple, like that just, that's not a very, that's not a very interesting product. And it's, and it's, it's further been diluted, you know, in the past handful of years where, you know, more and more marquee games are being pushed into time slots that are not a part of Sunday ticket. You know, you've got Thursday night football, you've got Sunday night football, you've got Monday night football, you've got Saturday games the past, you know, the last few weeks of the season. So there's, there's a lot of games that don't even, you know, fall into the the Sunday ticket sort of package. And, and then even the ones that do, you know, again, you're 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 just you're just rebroadcasting the CBS or the Fox feed. And you know, you can't show it to the local audience. It's it's blacked out there. Like it's just it's just not a very not a very interesting product. <clears throat> Yeah, I think we both kind of in like reached that conclusion on our own separately, but it is very much after the fact where, you know, I don't I don't really think anybody was talking about that not really aligning with Apple's goals and specifically if we go back to like kind of why why or how it ended up with Google and YouTube like it's much more even though you are correct that the value of Sunday ticket has been diminished primarily by Red Zone, which is the like it, it there are like Red Zone has no blackouts, right? It's it, like there's no West Coast feed or Bay no. Area feed that right. eliminates the 49ers. Exactly. So with that, an NFL network is already included in YouTube TV proper, right? Um, or is Red Zone a separate channel on top of NFL Network? So like so as so as a YouTube TV subscriber, I pay like an, yeah an extra few bucks a month to get the Red Zone, and I I don't know offhand if the NFL Network is, um a part of that extra fee or if it's in the in the base package i forget got it but like it, it sunday ticket if that is a thing that you are that you as a company are determining as valuable to you like it, it's much more aligned with a company that offers a traditional linear television access product like apple and them kind of cementing themselves as being the like the new HBO in comparison to like the Zaslav kind of low quality content streaming service era and anybody else like Google makes much more sense for that. Even if you kind of discount all the ways that Sunday ticket is diminished as a product or is increasingly niche, like, yeah, it, it, it makes more sense that it ended up there, whether or not that's actually going to be productive or useful in terms of driving YouTube TV adoption. I mean, that's, it, it's probably a bad deal for Google, but I mean, it's got to go somewhere and yeah, but the whole, yeah, I don't think any of us or anybody in the media like was actually that critically thinking or ever, I don't think there was like a, a contrarian view in all the reporting that I was going to say that was saying like, why does Apple actually want this? But now after the fact, like, yeah, absolutely. It very, very, very much seems like, yeah, probably went to the right person. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, t- totally agree. Like I, I'm very much. I'd be the first to admit that I wasn't really thinking of the fact that, oh yeah, Sunday ticket, like when you actually really like look at it in details is 
actually like probably like one of the weakest rights packages that the NFL sells. It, it's been so diluted and it's, it's sort of, it, it kind of, it fills very kind of niche use cases now that it's just not a, not a super um, interesting product. The, I, the only thing that I did, or the, the thing that I did here sort of, as an argument in favor of going after NFL Sunday ticket the way that, you know, Google ended up doing, which I think Jason Snell, I think I heard, I heard it from him, you know, it could be sort of a long play here where, you know, this is a way of establishing a business relationship with the NFL. I think the, the, the term of this agreement lines up exactly with like the existing, linear tv rights so the you know the rights with cbs fox and disney and so the idea then being that when when the you know kind of full set of rights come up i think it's 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 a ways out it's like seven years from now or something that you know if you're an established player you might have the chance if you're google to maybe scoop up some of the you know traditional or kind of primary rights um, that maybe you wouldn't be in a position to do if you didn't have an existing relationship with the NFL. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of assumptions there, um, including, you know, the assumption that the NFL is going to be interested in kind of shaking up their rights the next time they come up for negotiation. Which, I mean, that's the other thing too with like the the Apple angle here, which is that. The NFL has no incentive to change the way that they're doing business because they are by far and away the most popular sport in the U.S. and they're becoming you know more and more popular every year. Um, so for them, there's there's no incentive to try and you know fix a problem <laughs> where one doesn't exist. So yeah, so I, I don't know. That, that's a potentially interesting argument, but. It is very, yeah, I, very speculative. I don't buy that one at all. Like, I, I would assume that it being in a dominant position, the NFL does, one, they do know how to get their money, and they do enjoy the diversity, not not in that context, but the diversity of, like, um, having many different media partners, because, one, people get, like, you have different sets of announcers and different and, and each network will kind of cater to a slightly different audience like it just it has it has value so if all of a sudden like google just happens to choose to overspend in 2030 or whatever like i don't see them getting a ton like and the nfl seeing a ton of value and them having like monday night football and thursday night football moving away from prime and abc slash espn respectively like folding that all into one primary media part like i just don't what do they get from that right yeah anyway i mean that's and that's a long time away and media uh consumer tastes will shift because like there's also this uh, and this wasn't in the show notes but there was some survey that showed that yeah like gen z does like there's like 42 percent of gen z that does not watch sports at all mm-hmm and eventually that those attitudes will shift and that will likely influence how important um media rights are overall right um another angle to all of this which i had never thought of which again i think i heard from from jason snell talking about how the sunday ticket thing um shook out was 
the idea of Sunday Ticket moving to a streaming platform has some sort of like technical complications. Like, so specifically, you're if you want to watch, you know, both your local team and games on Sunday Ticket, you're not going to be able to do that in the um whatever setup is the Sunday Ticket is in because you begin like your local team is blacked out there, so you're going to be switching back and forth somehow between your local team and whatever games you're watching on Sunday ticket. And maybe Google will be like, if you're a YouTube TV subscriber, maybe they'll be able to figure out a way to allow you to quickly switch between those things. But, but the, the idea was that if these, if that ends up like in two separate apps or something, that's one of the big downsides to streaming right now where, you like unlike traditional you know cable tv where you can very quickly switch back and forth between channels it's it's difficult to do that with streaming like if you're trying to watch two different things at the same time that in two different streaming apps like <laughs> that's a yeah. that's that's a process yeah they had like yeah that, this was like three weeks ago on upgrade and they had they had a really good discussion about that it's like the whole like the feature of tv being apps thing like sure that breaks down up until you want to mix like watching, like catching up on a show that you like. It's like just like a traditional scripted show and then wanting to be able to bounce between like two sports games that are going on. And then you have to go, Oh wait, so you have to go to the NBA app and you have to go to the ESPN app and you have to go to this and then HBO max. Like this was a very much a solved problem or just like a very simple solution back in the old days when you just hit like the last button on your remote. And that is very much not the case now. And like picture in picture and all that kind of stuff. Like that, that that part, while usability with streaming services has gotten way better in certain things, like this is one use case where that absolutely is not the case. Right. All right. Um, any other sports stuff while we're at it or not really? I think that was mostly it. That was that was the big the big story. Yeah. The only other thing that I don't actually think there's been a resolution to is the whole uh where is who did he used to play for? The twins or Carlos Correa? who the Giants apparently may have gotten lucky with. Like, there was this whole dust-up that happened while we were gone, and luckily we didn't have to bother covering it, uh, where the Giants were offering $315 million for a 10-year deal to this player, and then upon medical examination, got cold feet, and then um, it seemed like a whole gigantic back-office screw-up for the Giants, and it kind of still was, but then the Mets offered them basically the same deal, and I don't know if there's been a resolution to it, but they found basically the same thing so so yeah it's, so it's been I, a whole thing i just had to google search this because yeah I, I haven't been following it super closely either um and it it seems like it's still not resolved oh i was gonna ask this oh did you because there's this website so when i when i googled the same thing uh, a website called defector came up were you somebody who ever liked uh the website deadspin I'm not entirely sure. I mean, the name sounds vaguely familiar. It was Gawker's sports website. Apparently, like Defector is is a website that is all sports writing from people who left that website. Oh. Anyway, I was wondering if if you'd ever. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, they had a story. Uh, yeah, what's going on with Carlos Correa? Because yeah, apparently they have not. Wait, Ray Ratto, Why does that sound familiar? Did he used to? He's a Bay Area reporter, right? You're you're way more plugged into I am not the media sports. stuff than I am. Uh, he is a sports writer who 
was with NBC Sports Bay Area until 2019. Okay, the name sounded familiar. Got it. Anyway, but that, that was that was a fun story. And the Giants are in, in, a, in a weird, not great spot, but it seems like they may have dodged a bullet, or at least monet, monetarily. Yeah. They're still probably going to be bad for quite a while. So they're they're buds with the Lakers. They 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 have they have uh, to use the term. I don't know. If, this is this is a sports term, right? They have no bench, right? But you know, yeah. they also have in common with the Lakers. You know, quite a bit of success over over the past you know ten fifteen years. So it's hard. Oh, to sure. Be, they, it's hard to be so, that mad about it. Oh, that's an interesting spin. Is is the, the on the bright side? They used to be good. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you look across all the four major sports here in the U.S., and there are many, many fan bases who root for teams that have never won a championship or have not won a championship, like, in their lifetime. So, you know, compared to are that, there... it's it's hard to, hard to complain too much. Yeah, you could be Padres fans. Who have been have been getting steadily kind of better, but also never breaking through. So. Right, right. But they have a beautiful stadium. I know. I've nice. still I've still never been there in person, but would really like to go. I have only ever been to San Diego to go to SeaWorld, and that was a, not a great experience. I, I <laughs> people always say uh, San Diego is nice. Never actually been because actually I don't even know if San Diego or if the uh, SeaWorld or the San Diego Zoo are in the city proper. Yeah, the only places I've ever been. Yeah, we're um we're planning um probably in the spring or summer. Um I'll, I'll send you a link to this. I think you'd appreciate this. So the you know, the the older uh new housemate, actually the the younger new housemate too, is increasingly becoming a uh, big fan of Sesame Street. Um and they have a um in San Diego, I think it's like partially a um why is this copy and paste not working here um they partially have it's it's like kind of like a water park but also just kind of like a general amusement park called sesame place (sighs) fucking elmo (laughs) (laughs) um so and oh and 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 and, oh mm. i just we've talked about this in the past I dislike how America is being a, a payment plan country. Why? Why? Why is Elmo hawking a nine easy payments? Of, <laughs> uh, and what is he wearing? Uh, he's he's wearing some kind of uh, festive outfit. No, but the hat. Hmm. Uh, I, up, uh, upgrade, upgrade your day. Oh, they're taking they're taking cues from Disney. Um, a very freak. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> huh. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't have sent that to you. Hmm. Again, I do like Oscar the Oscar the Grouch and Slimy, so I, I, mm. yeah, this 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 is better than Legoland. Yeah, the Legoland opened right when we were a little too old for it. But I've I've been told by my family in the San Diego area, which which very much had kids who were squarely in the Legoland demographic when that opened. Mm-hmm. Um, that it that it's a really really good like kind of first theme park for for little kids. Because um, well, I'm a that... I'm a really really big believer in waiting to do the whole Disneyland thing until your kid is you know old enough to really enjoy it. Like the the whole like bring your kids in strollers to Disneyland thing is just. I mean, whatever makes you happy, but like that's that's not not what I would want to do. 
So I think something like this Sesame Street place or, um, you know, it's very farms. It always felt like the, the starter theme park. It, it, it was when we were kids, but it's, um, it's, it's changed. I mean, l- listen to the old guy here. It's, it's changed quite a bit. Like they, they've really leaned into, um, kind of the more like extreme rides over the past 10, 15 years, which as an Ugh. adult, I've really, I've liked, but I, I don't think that'd be a great place to take a little kid now. I always remember it being the, the cheaper alternative to Disneyland. And also I always liked Snoopy and peanuts and it, it always had like a Snoopy angle. Yeah, I mean, they, Wait, they still have that, but... But I if it's got, like, extreme coasters and stuff... It, oh, it does, very, very much so, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway. So, and then rounding out Sesame Place, um, eh, you, can, you can meet Cookie Monster. I, I do feel like if we're ranking these uh, characters by desirability, it should go Cookie Monster, Oscar the Grouch, Grover, Bert and Ernie. Again, just... Uh, Rosita should be way up there too, but yeah, put put Elmo at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, C- C- Cookie Monster is great. And actually, speaking of Cookie Monster, the the biggest gripe I have about this Sesame Sesame Place um, theme park, which I, yeah, I've never been to, but the lady friend and I were, <laughs> were scoping it out to kind of see if this would be a good place to take the the older new housemate. The thing that stood out to me when I was looking through their website is. They don't have the most obvious thing that a place like this should have, which is, as has been discussed previously on the show, the, the best part of Sesame Street currently is the oh. Cookie Monster and Gonger food truck segment. And as far as I can tell, there is no Cookie Monster food truck like food spot at this place, which when I was thinking about it, because this is the way that my brain thinks regularly thinking about like media rights and stuff is like i'm sure that theme park rights to sesame street are different than like the show and like the 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 food truck thing on the show is probably some like specific ip of the show itself and so wasn't (laughs) wasn't a part of these theme park rights but still super disappointing like that that is like the most layup you know so, so I was trying to find that out, but when I went to the restaurant section or the dining options and I clicked on Eats on the Street, which felt like it might be there, uh, their website has a 500 error. Oh, well, that's, um, um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's the same page that I looked at a month or two ago and it was not, it was not listed there. And so, yeah. I mean, just but I, but I did leaving like money the, on the table. I do like, it's very on brand and it's kind of cute. We're sweeping the clouds away, which is the... Oh, so the, the maybe reload that page. It's it's working for me. I mean, there's Grover's Grill, which I mean, no, on. no. But when you click on, so yeah, like Grover, whatever monster snacks is. But I I was clicking on eats on the street, which I thought oh, might include a food truck, I, and that's when you get that. I see. Yeah. And also, if you want to call them, their phone number ends in Elmo. <laughs> of course, Elmo it sucks. Elmo. Uh, yeah. Well, don't. Not don't, a hot ticket. If you well, it, it, <laughs> if you <laughs> dial one eight hundred Elmo give, sucks. No. <laughs> That would that would not be well received by um, the older new housemate. Big Elmo. You just fan. need to you just need to show her more of the Oscar and slimy. Um, yeah, Oscar also, Oscar is very seldom in the the new Sesame Street. Well, he he shows because, up every once in a while. That's because kids are all about positivity now. That's that's why <laughs> country's on the wrong track. Uh, is Snuffleupagus still is still a, a going concern? Yeah, he well barely. He he also only pops in from time to time. It's really it's Elmo, 
Abby, Cookie Monster. Yeah, I mean those those are really like the the main three. Um, everybody else kind of just pops in and out. Like even Bert and Ernie aren't aren't on it very much, and Big Bird too. Like he like you know he's hardly there. So terrible travesty. I know. I know. How do we get started on this? Um, you mentioned so SeaWorld, and that that got I because I was yeah. just I was just down in San Diego, okay. and I was just having a conversation with family about you know first theme park ideas and stuff, and so it was top okay. of mind. Got it. All right, it took thirty minutes for us, but we're uh, in the new year. We're back on our back on our game. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So beyond that, okay, NFL. Google, YouTube TV. Okay. I, I, I got a, do you want to talk about a different kind of Elmo? <laughs> sure. Do, do you understand that reference? Uh, I don't think so. So but I, then I appreciate you for, uh, you for laughing anyway. Um, <laughs> Twitter is a bad place and it's owned by a bad person now. But what people do because because uh, uh, your boy. Uh, uh, how, how dare you? Yeah. Uh, your boy, your boy, he has a, he has, um, followers and fans who will just search his name all the time. And if you mention his name on Twitter, you'll just get brigaded and people will say, uh, will harass you in your at replies. So people now call him either Elno or Elmo Musk in order to throw off the scent of those people. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. And also, again, uh, like because I don't like Elmo, uh, it is uh, I do. He, it, it works on multiple is, levels. Oh no, he is very much an Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's easily distracted, and you know, probably little little. No, you're, you're going to cut it out if I say it. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um. So, uh, this is interesting. So, did you put in the link here? I don't think this was actually in. This wasn't a high priority one, but this was from earlier today. Uh, on the verge about oh i i think yeah i I meant to put that in there thank you yeah well so this 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 got jump started this whole kind of vertical here is because i've been thinking like so i'm I'm two months away on my lease and i need to figure out what to do and i'm and i'm 92 percent sure i'm just gonna buy my current car um yeah like it just i don't car prices are going crazy financing is not great right now and i don't want to pay cash for well, a, and, a car and there's not there's not like so like not to derail the conversation two, here we're, we're but, two years away from a good tesla alternative well i was so I, my i guess my question for you would be like money and financing no object is there even like a car out there that like you're really excited about like if money if money well, weren't it, an issue like is there something well, that does it have to exist it, it would be a no, model no, no, like y the, with the, car it would be a model y with car no, 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 wasn't no, that, a company that was an idiot <laughs> like no that that's that's my point is like it, well that's what it, i'm saying it, we're we're 2 years away from uh audi or somebody making a car that like that that is good enough like the q4 is is a read is the audi q4 is a, a car i would might buy but it's just kind of low powered it's it's a vw id4 with a slightly nicer interior the BMW iX is hideous. I don't know why BMW has to. It, they they did not get the memo that electric cars can look normal. The Hyundai Ionic is actually a cool car, except it's ugly. I like it's 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 a weird spot right now. But the, like on a technical level, or like the actual like cars themselves, like they're getting close enough where I feel like we're eighteen months away from a car I'd want to buy. Mm-hmm. So that's where. I don't want 
to do to either buy or do another lease on a gas powered car. I like my car. Like like it's it's like it 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 fits. I I do not find myself wanting in any way other than I would like an EV. Right. And in my current place I actually could charge an EV, but since I do probably want to keep living in San Francisco for another few years, if I were to move, an EV would drastically limit where I could move to uh like apartment wise. So, yeah, I'm probably just going to buy out my current car. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I bring this up is that uh, the Wall Street Journal had an article about uh, brand loyalty, which kind of makes a lot of sense um, insofar as people who are picking, like EVs seem kind of like a big reset button on car purchasing. And because like historical model, like prestige, right? Like everything about EVs for the most part is new. Like you're, they're not just like all of a sudden just make like I know they did this with, this with the F one fifty, but there's not just like a an electric Ford Explorer. Like they're they're not entirely just making hey it's the same car except now it's electric. So there there is no hey I've had this car in the past and I want the same thing. So with everything being new, people are willing to switch brands and consider other options much more than they would have been in the past. And I thought that was kind of just like an interesting thought experiment or just kind of a thing to an observation to have made. Um, yeah, but that also kind of dovetails into kind of what is the year that Tesla has been having? Um, cause did you see the sales that they were having on their cars? The, the, when they were closing out the year? The, well, yeah. Um, like they were offering not even like, cause Tesla always has sketchy math on their website like they, they have fixer upper math where they they have the thing of here's how much you're going to save because you don't buy gas and also here's how much uh the car's going to cost with tax incentives and then they also just straight up were offering because they just have too much inventory right now we're offering just literally discounts straight up of seventy five hundred dollars off most of their cars well, for the final two weeks of the year it's it's a little i mean not, not to defend tesla here but it's a little more complicated than that because part of what was happening um, is that the $7,500 federal EV tax credit is is coming back. Well, as we're talking now, it is back, but it, it only applied to vehicles that you took delivery on January 1st of this year or later. So if you were somebody who wanted to take advantage of that tax credit, you know, you had no incentive to pick up your Tesla on December 31st of last year. So that that's part well, I mean, of what it, was happening. Well, but it, but it was still straight up coming out of their margins. Like well, they weren't of, somehow... co- of course, but I I guess what I'm saying is that it it wasn't entirely due to people just all of a sudden you know not wanting their their Tesla anymore. It was a lot of people who still wanted the car, but who wanted to you know time their pickup so that they could take advantage of this tax credit. Maybe, or maybe, or that sounds plausible, but they also did have a lot of local inventory that I guess was not, was, was not moving. When I looked into it, there were many, 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 many water-wise available at a discount within 50 miles of San Francisco. But I, I, so I, I was, I, I, that's interesting because I actually, I mean, as, since I already have a car, I, I wasn't looking into this. So you, as somebody who didn't have like an existing reservation or anything, you, you could just buy a car from Tesla if you wanted to, if you lived in the yes, right area. And, and and in in Marin County, there is now the old Dodge dealership. Right, right. Um, is now it is chock full of unsold. It, it really Teslas. is. God, you drive by there, and that's, that's a lot, a lot of Teslas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I again, and 
going back to the Twitter, like, I, I hope people are being more like judicious about whether or not they're just defaulting to that brand. Like, I mean, there are other options, people. Like, I, yeah, happy that they were pioneers, but also there needs to be anyway. But the last, so, but that that goes on to this Verge article, which is let me paste this into the thing. The vi- the vibes are off at Tesla, which as a quick sidebar, I I've never noticed that the Verge refers to their transportation section as transpo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very, it's very upsetting, but it's very I'll, Gen Z. I'll I'll let that go. Um, it's the same way Elmo talks. Um, uh, but but uh, I'll I'll know the red one. Um. But yeah, it's kind of like it's having a weird year because like, well, so there's a lot, a lot of stuff here, which one, the stock market is not the economy. The stock, uh, a stock of a company is not a reflection of the entire company itself. And um, to use a phrase that you are famous for, um, I think investors and in, uh, in a speculative nature got out over their, got, was it got out of the, over got, their got, skis? got out over their skis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And with how bullish they were on the company. So therefore, the I did like at the very end of the year. I did look. Uh, Tesla was down sixty nine percent. Nice year to date. But I mean, that was because it was over. It was overbought, and people were being too optimistic about it. But overall, like I mean, it is the stock is doing very very poorly, and they have set extremely ambitious growth goals that they have missed, and inventory is 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 piling up, and like there's just there's a lot of stuff going on at Tesla. And it's compounded by a CEO who seems asleep at the wheel or or more specifically um, sleeping at a different house and is just busy messing up a different company. Like it's for what was the, the, the uh, they had a really good. Um, so there's a really good paragraph here, but I don't I don't know if I still have it. But just like it, it, it's a pioneering company that did a lot of amazing things, but it just has so many competitors now that are actually like valid challengers that its future uh like upcoming fortunes are very uncertain well yeah so the 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 paragraph that i i put in the in the in the slack when you sent this article across was for tesla 2023 will be a year that will test its ability to remain a leader in the modern ev market it effectively created it would be unwise to start writing the company's obituary just yet but even Tesla's bulls say things need to change, which I, I think that I think that's pretty much spot on. Where Tesla's mm-hmm. not going to collapse tomorrow, but this this advantage that they've had over the past decade, basically, where nobody else has been seriously competing in the EV space, it, it is going to dramatically change. Like, I mean, I I've said this repeatedly on the show, like I. I'm so sick and tired of like the the concept car at the LA Auto Show or CES or wherever. Like, I I need to see these other car manufacturers, you know, actually ship EVs in volume before I would really point to that as being some something Tesla should worry about. Like, even even the best you know examples today, like the, you know the F one fifty electric and the Mach E. They're, they're still shipping in such low volume. Um, and, you know, Ford and, and other companies shipping EVs have said, you know, they have plans over the next year or two to change that. But, I, you know, I don't know. I, I need to see it first. But I do agree that 
if Ford and others are actually able to finally come through on that, that's going to present a big problem for Tesla. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, just it it it's an interesting. It it seemed like for a while Tesla was kind of in a, and and this is not a comparison that I want to make that I want to be on the record as having made or think that Teslas are like iPhones. But it was kind of like a, hey, this is an iPhone versus and everybody else is making Blackberries still. It's not really that, like, it's it's not that anymore. Like, of course, like, Ford and Hyundai and Kia and everybody else is making cars need to, again, as you said, ship way more of them. But the delta in terms of what, like, is Tesla the only option for a competent electric car that's interesting? That is not the case anymore. Like, and, and it, if you have a company that is mired in so much other nonsense like that that does make this less of a clear-cut story versus the competitive advantages and how ahead of the game people might have thought they were one or two years ago no but yeah no this this verge article was actually a really interesting read and a good summation so people should go check that out Mm -hmm. um and then one other interesting data point related to tesla and this is more of just something that just kind of it's just a head scratcher is that uh was this this was this in an elmo tweet no this this was in a a tweet directly from tesla um at the end of the year where they were saying that do, do whatever giga berlin is uh tesla has enabled in north america any uh full self-driving beta request for anybody who's purchased full self-driving uh and that has that now reaches 285,000 cars which implies that's how many people have purchased full self-driving in some form. And the current price of full self-driving is $15,000 for a feature that doesn't exist, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And, and the, this electric article that'll be in the notes does the math to kind of extrapolate out that that's about a 19% take rate for the full self-driving package, which, which is a Seems lot. Too high. <laughs> it's a lot higher than, than I would have guessed. Yeah. I think, I think there was an episode a while ago now where we kind of speculated on what that number would have been. And I forget if we actually made any sort of like predictions or, or guesses at that time. But like, I mean, I would have guessed low single digits. So I, I am surprised by 19%. Mm-hmm. Apparently in the comments, full self-driving used to only cost $3,000. Yeah. Well, my, my car fell into that category where I, I got enhanced autopilot, which is something that they then stopped selling for a while. And I think are actually selling again now, but I think at the time that I got my car, I could have gotten the full self-driving thing for, yeah, I think it was like an additional 3000, which, which of course I didn't do because I'm not just going to light $3,000 on fire. You can, well, you could take a family to Disney World. Well, may, maybe. <laughs> isn't, isn't that all in if you do all the Disney stuff? Like if you stay at the hotel, like that is what a Disney trip costs it's these days, right? The, the, yeah, the, the, not, not to go down this tangent again, but the, the thing with Disneyland now is it, it's really the hotel. Like if you want to, if you want to stay at a Disney, you know, property now, like that's, what's really changed. Like really recently, like I, you know, the lady friend and I, we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel six, seven years ago. And like, it, you know, it was, it was pricey, but it was, you know, attainable. 
And, you know, I, I've looked at it more recently and like, no way. Like it's, it's way out of our price range now. Yeah. We'll see. But Bob, Bob Iger will fix it. It'll be okay. <sighs> A snake. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, to do what else? Eh, I don't have a lot to say here. The there, and we'll probably actually kind of end up on making this a, a somewhat shorter show to to work into the new year. But all this matter stuff, I don't. So people were maybe skeptical as to whether or not matter was going to be fully embraced across the Echo Line, and apparently it is. It is going to uh, reach basically everything, but like the very very first Echo. So seventeen of those devices will get matter support but again matter is a software construct and thread is the wireless technology right correct okay so there's that and then on the ios side the home app allowed you to kind of reconfigure your thing to use matter but that does that mean that you had does the home app work on like a hub or yeah like how does what administrates the home thing like what is actually being upgraded here well so it's so in order for the home app to i I think really function at all you need some sort of home kit hub which is an apple tv a a home pod or you used to be able to use an ipad too although i in in an ipad not not ipad 2 specifically um, <laughs> but do you do you does it ever ask you to pick or well, like if it like it did it just default to my apple tv a long time ago and it just never asked so as a household that only has one eligible device to be a home kit hub i've never thought about this but dan morin's mentioned this because he he has like a couple different home pods and an apple tv and apparently the way, the way it works is which is which is like the most apple thing of apple things um all th- you know all three i think in his case or however many like home kit hubs you have like show up as hubs but there's no way to designate which one you want to actually use and it it somehow like dynamically picks one for you that that changes from time to time and it's totally unclear how it's making that decision and and Dan has described how it seems like it often makes the wrong decision like it doesn't use the device that has like you know the 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 newest hardware like doesn't have a thread radio for example or he's also run into a bug i guess where like all of his eligible hub devices have said that they're not currently the hub so like they're all kind of like pointing <laughs> fingers at each other it's like the Spider-Man meme. It is. It's like the Spider-Man meme. Exactly. Um, yeah. HomeKit stuff is, or not just HomeKit stuff, home, smart home stuff in general is, is bad as, <laughs> as we've said repeatedly. Uh-huh. If there's one consistent part of the show, that, is, that has been <laughs> it. Um, anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm confident in my decision to the fact that only, that the only smart home stuff that I have are Hue lights and a couple of, of broke ass Wemo switches that, don't work most of the time um i I think my so my hot take here is that i do think matter will be good and i think it will make a big difference 
but I think it's going to take a long time. I think it's going to take you... at least another year or two before we start to see any sort of meaningful impact. But can that. you, re- I, I'm sure we've done this a couple of times. Can you do, what is the three sentence? What's the elevator pitch on matter? I don't get what problem it's solving. I know what thread solves, but what does matter solve? Well, it eliminates bridges. Well, so I'm trying to put my, my Don Draper hat on here for your, your elevator pitch request. So <laughs> I mean, toasted. <laughs> I mean, th- so thread and matter are not the same thing, but they're obviously very interrelated. So like thread specifically is meant to address the issue that, you know, Wi-Fi, which is how basically all smart home devices currently communicate and operate, was never really meant for that sort of device or purpose. And so mm-hmm. Thread is a much more kind of purpose-built wireless standard for smart home, you know, devices. And then, you know, the matter standard, you know, wants you to use thread as kind of the way that your matter enabled devices communicate although it does still support you know wi-fi devices as well but then the idea is that if you have a matter device it can communicate with anything that is you know matter enabled so and you know basically all the major brands apple google amazon they've all signed on to this this matter standard so theoretically once everybody's updated their you know smart home app and all of their associated hardware with matter you you have you know total interoperability between devices which obviously you know today today we don't you know my but my my nest thermostat doesn't show up in the home app because google's stuff historically hasn't communicated with homekit Okay, that last sentence is the only part I, I, not not think is true, but seems like it's solving a, like, does that mean that in a matter ecosystem, there is never I would never need a Wemo app. Correct. Yeah. Right. But then how? Then what? how? But then how does Wemo make features? Well, so actually, I mean, so I shouldn't have said yes so quickly. Like within the matter standard, like you can have specific features of your product that you may only be able to access from the manufacturer's app but so currently so i I guess maybe to try to bring it back to your elevator pitch idea like matter is trying to address two things one is you know promote the kind of the 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 use of thread for more reliable wireless communication to smart home devices and then the second thing that it's trying to do is make it so that any smart home device can work across any sort of smart home platform. So like you would never you would never have the situation like we have today where you know something like I I mean to use the Nest example again like my 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 Nest thermostat doesn't show up in the home app because the Nest app isn't a HomeKit device. Like in, instead, in this Matter future, like all smart home stuff would just be a Matter device, 
and anything that supports matter, you know, like the home app, well, was supposed to start um, supporting currently, but will, you know, probably support in the near future. It'll be able to see those devices, like, again, in a way that, you know, it, it doesn't today, where you have these kind of separate smart home ecosystems. Hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Also, I did Google a tiny bit and I was not finding a, uh, actually a compelling, um, summary of this, but actually there's something I will ask that you throw in the show notes. The verge apparently has an explainer here and it's not, it's, it's having similar difficulties as you in explaining. Cause like it is capturing the nuance, which I think, which I think you are too, but it, it there is kind of not a, a, a three sentence explainer like it is talking about how it improves interoperability and a, 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 like it's like that matter is an application layer and thread is the wireless technology but it kind of yeah it's it, it still seems complicated as as smart home stuff always has been so to quote matter is not replacing existing protocols bluetooth zigbee z-wave will still be smart a part of smart homes so then what is it okay yeah <laughs> Anyway, I, this is one of the things where it would be just like, actually, can you, uh, do you know anybody, anybody that works in biotech? Is there a way that I can just be knocked out for two years and <laughs> I can wake up? No, but here's the thing, because this goes back to what we were talking about before. I'll have an EV that I want to, that I, that I want to drive. That's not made by Elmo. And I would have a smart home that actually works. So every, actually everybody just take a two year vacation and everything will be fine. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have anything else or do we want to just call it a night? Um, I think that's it. Yeah, on my I think list. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this we can kick down the road. Yeah. All right. What you got? What's your Amazon link? All right. <laughs> it, it is an Amazon link. I'll give you a little bit of background first though. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I um, asked for for Christmas and was very kindly given is a, a new toolbox. Um, so I, so one of my very first purchases, like it literally might've been made like the day that we moved into the house or at least within like a couple of days of moving into the house was the, you know, $30, $40, whatever it is like Home Depot kind of starter toolkit, which comes in this very, very flimsy plasticky toolbox, which is by far and away, like the worst part of the kit The the tools inside are actually, you know, pretty good and have have gotten me by for, you know, almost five years here. Um, but you know, I, I finally decided that, you know, as, as a homeowner who is dealing with sump pumps as discussed earlier in the show and all kinds of other things, I, it's, it's time for me to really invest in nicer tools and, you know, you know, a nicer toolbox, um, et cetera. So, um, what I'm going to make my chef special is another item that I received over the festive period, which now I'll now send you the Amazon link for, which is a um, kind of, you know, multi-purpose or multi-bit um, screwdriver. So th- this is one of the things that that Home Depot kit had is, you know, and it had a screwdriver that you could put, you know, all kinds of different um, bits into which, you know, basically allowed you to have kind of one screwdriver for almost every purpose. 
and this this one's really really nice because the the bits are actually stored right in the the handle of the screwdriver which is different than the Home Depot kit where all the little bits are in this little plastic holder thingy um and this one's also a ratcheting screwdriver which is also you know really nice and kind of tighter um squeezes um so yeah this this thing's really nice it's the the channel lock 131 CB 13 in one ratcheting screwdriver and the Amazon link will be in the notes. Cool. Um, and remind me, do you have like a, like a power drill or any power tools? <sighs> yeah. So I, I do. And it, it's, again, it's, it's actually, you know what? I think I literally bought it the same day, um, as I bought that <laughs> home Depot starter kit thing. And it's, I've never really loved it. It's it's one of the kind of cheap ones. Um, and you got to get this. This is the one case where I, no matter how much I rail against the wire cutter being lousy, uh, this uh, DeWalt one yeah. that I got, it's, 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 it's pretty great. And it's yeah. routinely on sale on Amazon. Yeah, there, there's going to basically be a process, you know, over the next like six to 12 months where I'm just going to basically completely like throw away all my existing tools and replace them with nice ones which i've i've never you know done before and so i i think yeah probably this year will be the year where i i get get a nicer power drill okay mine is gonna be more of a teaser for next week but my pick is apple maps 